Hi there, this is Sherry Lee Myers. Welcome to How to Connect with Angels. We created this podcast because we believe that no matter what, every person has the love and help of angels, God's messengers. Angels are everywhere, if we are willing to ask. That's what our film, The Glitch, is all about. Visit us at theglitchmovie.com and sign up for our newsletter about our future filming here in New Orleans. But now, right now, let's talk to someone who is devoted to helping us make that divine connection. Father Joy Nelliseri grew up in Kerala, India, knowing from early childhood that he wanted to become a priest. He was ordained in 1988 in his hometown, and there, as a priest, offered his assistance at two substance abuse treatment centers while earning his master's degree in social work from Loyola College, University of Madras, India. Father Joy now serves in the U.S. as an associate pastor at the Prince of Peace Catholic Church in the Hoover suburb of Birmingham, Alabama. All my work with the drug addicts and alcoholics was in India. Mm-hmm. All the years I was there, mm-hmm. I do work a little bit here with the Chenocle community. Mm-hmm. The Chenocle, that word cynical, the the upper room in Bible, the cynical in Latin, Chenocle is an Italian word for that. The It's an Italian nun started that program without any medicine. It oh. just become cold turkey. And then the group dynamics and help them to understand kind of soul searching for them and find out, you know, God in their life and help allow God to restructure their life and bring some discipline into life. Discipline, discipline to help them bring discipline. Mm -hmm. What is the what is that? black hole? What is that hunger that they are feeding with the addiction? You know, the the general understanding is that addiction comes into a person's life because he or she fails to recognize the present moment and go for the past experience of satisfaction or protection or pleasure you know, so help the person to live in the moment. Ah. And ah. so to know that he or she has a purpose in life, a role to accomplish to make this world better, that they are not accidental. They have a role to fulfill. There mm-hmm. is meaning for them. And there mm-hmm. is purpose in their life. Mm-hmm. So we we bring that spiritual energy into their life in one way, Many people experience spiritual energy is angel. Yes. Because angels were present in the from the very beginning of Hebrew thought, Hebrew beliefs and Jewish faith. And because of that, the three mainstream religions, Ju- Judaism and Islam, the Muslim religion and Christianity has so much faith woven into the experience and presence of angels. Yes. You know, in the Holy Scripture for Christians, 
in every pertinent moment there is the presence of angels yes and so we what we did in india we tried to help the person understand that he or she is never alone there is support there is a network of connections that god never or her alone to the troubles or the failures that their angels are with them exactly and we try to help them to understand any good friend is an angel of god i they they might not understand it or recognize it you know but then once they know that there is somebody there to help it helps them to have an identity and an self esteem yes because god loves them exactly so you know we we tell them that angels are messengers of god and we we kind of help them to understand the gospel of matthew chapter 18 verse 10 you know and it it helps those men and women to know that jesus tells that you know see that you do not despise one of these little ones for i tell you their angels in heaven always look upon the face of my father who is in heaven mm-hmm. for a person with addiction for a person who feels there is no hope mm-hmm. that bible words means a lot that no matter who looks down upon them angels of god are there for them Mm-hmm. and it's it's real for many people once it's the starting point for their self esteem and self approval and but it, it, there's also the experience exactly and now let's talk about bringing how do you bring that spirit into the presence so that they can feel that Mhm. I I tell I tell them my own you know upbringing growing up as a child and grandma telling me and convincing me there is an angel of god on my right shoulder <laughs> no matter what i do there is an angel of god mm-hmm. and she helping me to feel the presence of the angel of god a guardian angel uh, you know and uh, to know that this is something you learn to feel that there is somebody who wait for your permission to intervene in your life to guide mm-hmm. you to direct you you know and somebody who is love because god is love and angel is a presence of god yes it's a messenger of god yes so that it's it's for me that's an experience that i know that there is and then mm-hmm. growing up you know i happened to be growing up in a very orthodox catholic family very mm-hmm. jewish rooted and because of that you know judaism believed everything in this world as an angel ah guardian angel even for a little weed on the the blade little blade of the the lawn in the front yard each of those blades have an a guardian angel that's mm-hmm. the jewish faith mm-hmm. and so 
there is a guardian angel for every person, for yeah. everything. And that means everything is directly connected to God, the supreme power. Mm. You know? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I grew up with that conviction. Mm. And so much so I share my experiences with the guardian angel, how the guardian angel have protected me in decision making in you know, spur of the moment. Can you give me an example? Oh, yeah. The How were you in a, in a moment where you were unexpectedly saved? Mm -hmm. See, you know, I would say four, four months ago, I was, I was living at downtown here in Birmingham. And one evening, a friend of mine called me and said, we are going to a particular restaurant for dinner. And I said, I already ate. They said, no, just come and join. We'll have a you know, little chit chat. So I'm close by. It's only three blocks and I'm walking. It's close to 9.30 in the evening. And so I'm walking and then passing one block and cutting through the next one. I'm coming to a little alley and I'm feeling, no, Joy, you need to turn back. Oh. You don't need to go. And from my life experience, I know that is my guardian angel telling me. Yeah. And I turned around and it didn't happen. Three, four seconds, there was an accident right in that alley. Oh. If I were continuously walking, most probably that car would have hit me. Oh. Oh. You know, the, there, were, there were many, many little, little locations that I, uh, I think, you know, this is my naive feeling. I think if we train our young men and women to listen, to tune themselves to the guardian angel, mm. people's life would be much more serene and peaceful. Oh. But somehow our culture loses those traditional understanding of life and the interconnections, mm -hmm. that intersections of our life with the generations mm -hmm. and the spiritual power. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, for somehow we misunderstood science in contradiction or in opposition to faith and belief. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they are mutually complementing. They are. Once they are. we understand that complementarity of science and traditions and customs, life is much more meaningful and, you know, empowering. Yes. And wonderful. <laughs> and we, we see this in the hospital beds that mm -hmm. people, you know, struggling sometimes with without knowing what they are facing or dealing with. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's an, for me, the presence of angel is a real, real thing. And I, you know, it supports my faith. My faith supports my experience. Mm -hmm. So it's mutually building. You are a priest at the, it is called the, um, at the Prince of Peace. Yes, that's <laughs> of the parish, you know. You're back from India after, after saying goodbye to your parents. 
and mm. uh, you're back here and you're doing great things in Birmingham and you have how large is your congregation oh it's a huge parish <laughs> it's the biggest parish in the diocese of catholic diocese of birmingham it's uh, <sighs> it's in hoover hoover is one of those plum areas of the city good you know and so it's a it has a we have a school k through 8 Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's a very, uh, I should say, you know, a well-to-do area. Is it integrated? It is. It oh, is. good. That's interesting. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, it is. But, you know, at the same time, it's Alabama. So yeah. there are layers of things. Sure. You know, <laughs> so the... On the periphery, on the appearance, it is integrated. We have few uh, Latino kids, few mm-hmm. African American kids, mm-hmm. few Asian kids, mm-hmm. but the almost ninety-five percent of the school is white. Ah, but it, it's it's open to integration. It's open. It's welcoming to everyone. Mm-hmm. The motto of the parish is. All are welcome. Ah. You know, that's our parish theme song. Sing ah. almost every Sunday. That's beautiful. All are welcome. All are, welcome. All are mm-hmm. and back to the angels, all are loved. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and now tell me what um what are your specific tasks at there at the church? Oh here, you know, we I'm in charge of the daily worship services and then the visiting the sick. We have a, a elderly priest in charge of visiting the sick and homebound. Mm-hmm. But whenever it is a little farther away or calls at night, mm-hmm. I'll take care of them mm-hmm. because it would be easier for me to drive at night than for him. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. then we deal with couple the marriage preparations mm-hmm. and help the families at the death of a loved one, yes. the bereavement. Yes. yes. I'm in charge of adult, you know, formation. So we, we have classes, discussion groups, sessions, those type of things. Wow. It's, it's a big parish and so much going on. We have um, mm. a big Spanish ministry. There is a priest for... Spanish family services. Really? At the yeah. same church? At the same yes, yeah, we have four priests in the same church. Awesome. Because it's big and it awesome. serves the community well. Wonderful. What are the challenges of life that spirit can help? Mm-hmm. You know, the, the last week, World Health Organization released our life expectancy chart of the world. Yes. And we fell back again. Our life expectancy in the country is 78 and Canada is 82. And many, oh yeah, many third world countries are way ahead of us, United States, supposed to be the, the most developed country in the world and better health system. And the report identified three reasons why we are falling behind. Mm-hmm. It said it's liver cirrhosis, oh. drug overdose, oh. 
and suicide you know those two last words suicide and drug overdose that directly connects and go back to the issue of loneliness and you know lack of self esteem and self worth and dignity and self respect yes you know and the underlining reason for the failure the report continued to, to explain and said it is the growing social isolation mm. you know so when i read that report i thought wow man oh. somebody has to teach these men and women that the worth their dignity is way more than because god is an messenger a presence in their life through their guardian angel yes and they are a speck of god themselves exactly for that reason they are you know and mm-hmm. so the mm-hmm. you know and it's, and it's lighting the fire again isn't it exactly exactly lighting that fire in that then and 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 keep fanning it <laughs> what's it and and when people are isolated and so many people are isolated so many people are isolated and it's and drawing them out and putting them in together isn't it i mean that's what you, the church does it's put that, people yeah. in proximity to each other mm-hmm. in the same room a community Mm-hmm. but then you know the we need some at the innermost core we need a reason to respect each other and then once we fail to have that everything sort of fall apart that's true too and that's what is happening too i mean i've been telling a group of young men that they don't have to believe in god but they could still believe in an angel you know and they said how i said look an angel is not god he is only a messenger of god mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. you could you could communicate you could feel the presence of a messenger even when you don't have to believe the source of it you know the and so we had a long discussion on them and the point that they began to slowly understand that okay there is somebody who cares for me somebody who is there for me because i am worth that my self worth is little more than what i feel like now because there is an angel for me and so the i was explaining to them this the function of this angel is to illumine our minds and to discern the will the will of god and the discern the purpose of life and you know help with our memories that we could recall our memory hmm. and so a kid asked me that so do you think this would be a solution for our dementia problems i said most probably it will hmm. because you know once you know you are more than yourself you have a purpose Yes. you know you have a role and you you have a cause to live for yes it's easy to recall things after all religions are basically recalling and remembering mm. recalling and remembering the what? past 
the past. To lead ourselves to the future. Okay, and what are we remembering from the past? We remember our own experiences and how others helped us ah. and how God intervened us ah. and how interconnected we are. I see. Ah. And the failures happened when we turned down those connections, interconnections, mm -hmm. and became full of ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, so we, we learn from our own past that we are all interconnected that we have a common future. And where does forgiveness come in? Where we accept that we all have something in common. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. know, our commonalities would allow us to reconcile shortcomings of each other. Ah. Because, mm -hmm. you know, the more we know ourselves, we know we have so much limitations and failures yes. and, you know, mm -hmm. and so that it's easy to see the failures in others have something to do that which is in ourselves. Yes. Sure. And so forgiveness become a part of, you know, this relationship process. And that's where religion become beautiful because religion brings forgiveness as a giving up of our right to get even with another person. Mm -hmm. You know, while civil society, the judiciary would do something to get even with the other person for the victim. Ah. Uh, but uh, the religion say, you know, you, you give up your right to hurt the other person as a gift to God. Yes. And that process is forgiveness. Wow. And the, the beauty of that thing, Jesus said, forgive me as I forgive. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. to, to put an angel in between these process would be wonderful. That's <laughs> why when Jesus said, do not despise one of these little ones. Mm -hmm. You know, because their angels in heaven are always looking mm -hmm. upon the face of my father. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, the, so there is this huge connectivity between every person, everything that exists makes life so beautiful. Yes. We are cosmically connected. Yes, yes. So when we become the angels to each other, we become a family of God. And oh. world to become a family. Mm. Yes. Because in the spiritual realm, what makes this whole world one father and the whole life as his children is this angels. Mm. Mm -hmm. You know, so if we remove angels from Jewish spirituality, Christian spirituality, and the Islamic spirituality, the, the connection between God and the universe becomes so weak, mm. Mm. you know, because it's, it's a, you could feel the presence of the angels in life once we become tuned to that world of, you know, that divine milieu, as they are the Shardan say. And, and that is through prayer, isn't it? It is. It is. Yes. 
Father Joy, how off how <laughs> how much do you pray in the morning or in the evening? Do you have your own personal prayer time? And forgive me, I, I, I no, no, no problem, no problem. You know, my my people ask me that because when we talk about prayer life and spiritual guidance and all. They asked me, Father, how do you pray when you pray? Hey, thank you. That. Thank you. I, 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 sometimes I, you know, I just, you're the first priest I've ever interviewed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. What I do, you know, everybody is different and, you know, their, their times are different. Mm-hmm. I wake up 4.45 in the morning <gasps> every day. Uh, yes. And then I pray a, a rosary, which is a prayer to the intercession of Blessed Mother the mother of Jesus. Yes. So I pray a rosary and pray, you know, for the uh, intervention of my guardian angel and my patron saint, the saint who, whose name I have. And then, you know, it, it takes just 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Then I get up and I have a little prayer room in my house mm-hmm. you know where i have a kneeler and few candles and mm-hmm. crucifix and little tabernacle the holy books and mm-hmm. you know little pious articles in the as per the catholic faith mm-hmm. and devotion mm-hmm. so i kneel down there and pray mm-hmm. then i go and do my washings and cleanings mm-hmm. then i get back to my stationary bike <laughs> I sit there and pray for 30 minutes while I'm, you know, cycling. That's so cool. (laughs) It doesn't need any attention. All I need is that push hard and pull hard. It's a a chewing bike with a handle that you could pull and push. Oh, that's so great. And you're praying. That is so dynamic. Yeah, so... Wow. So that's 30 minutes, 10 miles, and I pray there. So it's it's just easy to go through so many names that I lift to God Mm. in the morning. Mm. Mm -hmm. And I will have a shower and then come to my breakfast table, make a cup of coffee and open the Bible, light a candle, and then call my angel and call my deceased parents and family members Mm. and I pray. I pray mm. with them, mm. you know. So then ready to get up and go to church. Okay. At 7.55 by 8 o'clock, my car would leave the park, the garage mm-hmm. and go to church. Mm-hmm. It's only two mile driving. Mm-hmm. So I'm there. So I'll go there and west and go to the chapel, sit and pray. Mm-hmm. The mass is at 8 o'clock. I mean, 8.30. Mm-hmm. So it's 30 minutes. Then I'll greet people, go to the office, then go swear. So I pray with everybody who comes to the office, no mm-hmm. matter what it is. Just, mm-hmm. Even if it is only one line prayer or, you know, depending on their life and what's going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We share a prayer. Then, mm-hmm. you know, depending on how busy the day, if I could a few minutes to walk through the corridors of the church and the the hall and you know we have a school if I could go all the way there mm-hmm. so there is little walking and praying little mm-hmm. you know 
Yes. Repeating prayers and then the day goes so fast. Yes. By the you know, and I pray whenever I could. Then in the evening, my prayer time begins again by ten o'clock. I turn the lights off and phones off by ten o'clock. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now I don't switch off the phone because if somebody calls at night, our answering system in the parish mm-hmm. would ring first to a priest, then it rings me. Mm-hmm. And if I don't answer, it goes back to him. And if he doesn't take it, it comes back to me. <laughs> That's a good system. That's a good system. Yeah. <laughs> Some would answer it, you know. Uh keep the phone on mm-hmm. so I, normally I don't pick up the phone unless I see the answering machine calls mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so my prayer time is an hour at the night 10 to 11 and then by 11 20 before 11 25 I would turn the lights off in bedroom and sleep ah. that's a normal system mm-hmm. It's a whole. It's a. It's a whole life of prayer. It's a. So I try to make at least two and a half hours of prayer. Mm-hmm. You know, then here and there, whatever I could. Mm-hmm. It's. Uh, I. I. T- I tell myself and others that I believe in equal opportunity. Equal <laughs> opportunity for soul and body. <laughs> you know. And that means. Yeah, that means we take so much care for our body every day, eating <laughs> food and, you know, dressing up. Hopefully we do. <laughs> so I, I try to do that the same to my soul. Yes. Because the body would end up in a crematorium or in a little cemetery mm-hmm. in a six-feet box. Mm-hmm. You know, but our... the soul... Go ahead. And the soul was there even before the body came into it. And the soul will be there even after the the body is kind of gone out of it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what matters is the soul. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so the, the only way and easy way to take care of the soul and be conscious of it is to have a devotion and a connection to the guardian angel. Yes, yes. So it's, yes. it's important to have that relationship. So I, my, my take is, you know, to have a relationship with God, a personal relationship with God, you have to have a personal relationship with the angel. Mm-hmm. Because... Mm-hmm. The angel is the messenger of God. Mm-hmm. You know, if if a country in a way ignores its ambassador yes. and try to make another relationship directly to the other country, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's in a way self-denying, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if angels are ambassadors of God relationship with God kind of prerequisites the relationship with the angel. Mm-hmm. And I think the important part is also, as you've been saying, um, to invite your guardian angel into your life, to invite the angels in the way is, is, a, is a way of allowing God's love. It's inviting and allowing them mm-hmm. to be 
you know, guiding you and directing you. Mm-hmm. Because of our free will, mm-hmm. you know, God needs permission to work with us. And so God's messenger needs permission. They are not forcing themselves upon us. That's why so many people don't even realize them. They don't, do they? They don't force because they respect our free will. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if we allow them, if give permission to them to intervene in our life, they would be much more visible. You know, people who are tuned to the the milieu, the realm of angels, are people who have given permission to them. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. and that giving permission is an absolute because they are messengers of God and God respects the dignity and our free will. Mm-hmm. So we need to give permission to the angels to intervene in our life and guide us. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they are there, but they can do much. They try to get our attention, but if we don't accept or, you know, recognize their presence, that doesn't feel. Mm-hmm. It's like a TV station that is not tuned. Yeah, that's, that's brilliant. <laughs> the people are mm-hmm. not tuned to that realm, so they don't get that signal. It doesn't mean that signal is not there. The signal is there. The receptor is not tuned. Yes. Yes. And I cannot thank you enough for this wonderful, wonderful discussion. If you benefited from this show, please, for heaven's sake, share it. If you want to hear more, go to theglitchmovie.com forward slash podcast guests. And don't forget to subscribe. Thank you for listening.